Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'd like to take this moment to say thank you for listening to the Real Rescue Podcast. It means a lot to me that you enjoy these stories as much as I do. Since the start of this podcast, we've had a lot of support from all over the world. It has been amazing. Now, we have companies joining our team that also want to say thank you for all that you are doing out there standing the watch. These companies are offering discounts on their products as a way to support the rescue community and those tuning into the Real Rescue Podcast. Just go to therealrescue.com, click on Sponsors, and see these incredible offers for yourself. This episode of the Real Rescue Podcast is brought to you by Breeze Eastern, the world's only dedicated helicopter hoist and winch provider. Axness, because when lives are at stake and conditions are challenging, clear communication is of the utmost importance. SR3 Rescue Concepts, because you don't know what you don't know. And Airwave, the Airwave Performance Mouthpiece, helping you to use breathing to your advantage. Breeze Eastern, they dedicate themselves to our helicopter rescue world. Since the very first helicopter rescue in November of 1945, Breeze Eastern has designed and manufactured superior rescue hoist solutions. While much of the technology and the unique mission requirements have changed over the past 75 years, their commitment to the rescuers, the operators, and those being rescued has not. Contact them today by visiting them at breeze-eastern.com. The Axness PNG wireless ICS system can bring cutting-edge wireless intercommunication system technology to any aircraft. The PNG system can be fully integrated into an existing ICS system or can be carried on and off as a mobile base station. They can go anywhere, at any time, on any aircraft. Plus, with the strongest and most robust waterproofed handheld on the market, this system can take a hit and keep working. Their wireless intercom systems are designed to enhance situational awareness through improved communication capability. This system brings superior noise canceling technology to eliminate rotor wash and engine noise from your ICS. The Axness PNG wireless system is currently deployed in more than 1,800 public safety, air ambulance, and search and rescue aircrafts worldwide. I have personally used the Axness system in four different countries and on five different airframes. It is awesome. If you want more information, contact them today at axness.com. That's A-X-N-E-S dot com. You just make sure you tell them Quinny sent me. SR3 Rescue Concepts is a training company that can help your helicopter training. They train daytime, nighttime, aerial firefighting, hoist, longline, fast rope, rappel, and more. They can assist your program with standardization and safety checks or just an FAA annual refresher. With the certified flight instructor pilots and experienced crew, they are ready to help your agency keep up to date with current techniques, rules, regulations, and equipment. Plus, right now, SR3 is offering 10% off anything in their web store with the promo code, all capital letters, REALRESCUE, R-E-A-L-R-E-S-Q. Plus, they are offering another 10% from their partners, Petzl, and their equipment. All you gotta do is send an email 
to info at sr3rescueconcepts.com. Mention this podcast and they'll take care of the rest. And airwave. What if I told you that you could train harder for longer and recover faster just by wearing a mouthpiece? I know, I questioned it too. Then I gave it a try. The Airwave Performance Mouthpiece is a breakthrough in performance technology that is scientifically proven with over 15 years of peer-reviewed published research at the Citadel to open your airway by 25% for improved breathing, resulting in a 20% decrease in respiratory rate, an increase in muscular endurance, and 50% reduction in cortisol levels post-workout. Now what does this mean to me? Well, now I'm able to train harder, recover faster, and be even more prepared for when that SAR alarm goes off. You don't need to take my word for it. Try it yourself and see how you can use your breathing to your advantage. Go to airwave.com or visit them on Instagram at airwave to learn more about it. Then, when you're ready to give it a try, because you heard about it here at The Real Rescue, you get 10% off with the promotion code REALRESCUE, R-E-A-L-R-E-S-Q. What's up, everybody? Hey, I am so pumped because this episode was recorded live at HAI Heli Expo 2023. We were at the U.S. Coast Guard booth. That's right. They set it up for a bunch of podcasters, and I just so happy got to be one of them to record there. To make this even better, I had a U.S. Coast Guard guy to come join me. That's right. Fellow brother swimmer, United States Coast Guard, rescue swimmer, number 558. Mr. Joey Gazinga. My name is Jason Quinn. I am United States Coast Guard Rescue Swimmer number 500. These are my rescues and rescues from those of us that put our lives on the line every day so others may live. This is The Real Rescue Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Real Rescue Podcast. Uh, today, we are recording live at HAI Heli Expo 2023, and we're doing it at the U.S. Coast Guard booth. And they have uh, set up this badass little spot for us for, you know, some recording, do some some podcast recording. Um, so real quick, I want to, I got to read this for the Coast Guard, but, you know, we're here at uh, 2023 Heli Expo, and... Yeah, like if you're looking for work with a passion of people and exciting and meaningful mission, then contact the U.S. Coast Guard. Call them directly or go to gocoastguard.com and I'll find a recruiter near you. Now, for us, as far as me and my man sitting with me, that's right. I got United States Coast Guard Rescue Swimmer number 558. Yes, sir. Mr. Yeah. Joey Grisenia. Yeah, it's me. It's me, man. It's awesome, dude. So... <laughs> You know, it's it's kind of badass about this podcast right now is the fact that uh, we are we are two Coast Guard guys. Yeah, yeah. And we're at the Coast Guard booth recording for the Coast Guard. At the HAI Expo. People Dude, looking sick. around, just yeah. walking around like, who are these guys, man? I, I love it. Not I, that important, but here we, we are. We, no, you're an important man. <laughs> Thanks, Jason. Dude, I love you. <laughs> Dude, that's all. Hey, man, take a patch, too. Like I said, we, got, we got people coming up. You got to promote the real rescue. Love it. Got to yeah. promote it. Got to promote it. So... Man, we got a whole bunch of stuff to talk about. As a matter of fact, um, we've got we've got a couple cases that uh, that you had in the Coast Guard 
And, uh, yeah, we, we get a chance to go over some of them. And it's funny that you and I talked offline because you were like, I didn't really do anything. Well, whatever. I don't care. I want to hear your freaking stories, okay? Yeah, all right, man. I got some stories. I got stories now. I, just, I may not I have do. done anything, but I got stories. <laughs> Dude, I love stories. I'll yeah. tell you what, man. Joey, before we get started, give me a little background about you, a little bit of who you are, how and why you joined the Coast Guard, and oh, yeah, that's right. You weren't going to be a swimmer. You weren't a swimmer. Was not, no. You went through two A schools. Yeah. Dude, you just threw like 10 questions at me I at totally once, man. Did. You got this is a simple-minded dude. You got to <laughs> Where, you, slip, where slip you from? Down. Give everybody a little yeah. bit. No, where I grew up in a, a small town in Georgia, man, and it was a uh, it was a good good upbringing, but it just kind of gave me like, hey, I got to get, it, it, I had that feeling. I got to, I got to get out of here, man. I got to do something, something bigger when I, when I grow up. So, and that's kind of what brought me into the Coast Guard. I had two cousins that were in the Coast Guard and, uh, I didn't want to stay in that small town. I wasn't going to college, man. That barely got through high school. College was not going to work. And, uh, <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, military sounds good. Coast Guard sounds good. So that's how I got there, man. Dude, I love it. Yeah. Pretty I love quick it. and easy. Yeah. So you got in like swimmer was not on your radar yet not no not really man um, what'd you do uh so <laughs> why does that feel like a loaded question dude i love it it's so funny <laughs> yeah it, it's kind of funny because i know what you you did yeah well it's a funny uh it's a funny track you know to get to where i got and it's always you know it's, i get, usually get a lot of shit for it you know so <laughs> but uh no man i joined and, and you're just like anything else man you're you're a young kid you don't you don't realize that you have potential yet to really do good things or, or you know i think people in our of our breed like we in a way it's it may sound weird to say but we feel like we're built for something man like we're, right we're meant to do something right so um i don't think i had realized that yet you know i was still just a young dumb kid you know and maybe i still haven't realized it but but uh no man so i joined the coast guard and uh <clears throat> i had i had this goal right like i was a small skinny kid growing up in high school and i was like i'm gonna be a big dude man I want to be like Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? Yeah. So I'm reading all the Arnold books and I'm watching Pumping Iron every day and I'm just like, dude, how can I achieve this goal? Like, okay, work out every day and then diet, nutrition. That's a huge part of it, right? So so I was stationed on the 378, which is a you know, large, Very ship, large ship. Very large ship out in Hong There's not a picture. You see, this is a no. small boat picture no, behind I us here. I know they decommissioned they, the one I was on now, uh, but, but it was they, the Jarvis. They, Coast, Guard, Coast Guard does have big boats. Yeah, we have Now, big the ones, Navy yeah. is just laughing at that statement right now. They're That's, like, big boat Coast there's Guard. There's probably a, a lot that the Navy can <laughs> laugh about with our conversation here as we go on. But but no, man, uh, I was on a big ship, and, and I noticed, you know, I mess cooked a couple times where you're helping out the cooks, cleaning the dishes and stuff, and... Uh, and uh, dude, I'm back there, and these guys are just munching on whatever they want, right? They may be serving crap to the to the crew, but they're back there eating like the good steaks and stuff. And I'm like, dude, that's my ticket right there: nutrition, food, anytime I want. Like, I learn about this stuff. I can I can program my own meals. This is it, man. And that's so, actually uh, pretty legit. And dude, I was like, this cook thing may not be a bad gig, you know. And of course, I went to the you know my supervisor with him, like, what the, fuck? <laughs> like, dude, <laughs> you know, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, it uh, it was pretty cool, man, for a little bit. I think I, I really enjoyed uh, having having the ability to kind of impact the dudes on the ship who who wanted to get in shape and wanted to eat right. Like, you could kind of steer them in that direction because you you know on my own, I'll say I learned enough about it. And I'm not I'm not sure what the cook program is nowadays. They may they may gear it more towards nutrition, but you know I'm I'm not knocking it. But I feel like back then it was more geared towards how to become a cafeteria lady and. <laughs> Uh, not knocking cafeteria yeah, yeah, ladies no, no, either, I you know. You, I got you. you know, That's funny. All, all respectable professions, but um, yeah, man. And so uh, you kind of get on your own, and, and you realize what you want to realize or what you want to learn. Yeah. Uh, as far as nutrition goes, and 
Got in there, man. Loved it. And then didn't love it. Got because it. Cool. I, I got to throw it out there that uh, you were the honor grad out of... Uh, you asked for awards. I did you totally said, give ask. me your awards, man. I was the... <laughs> My uh, man was an honor, honor grad for <laughs> health services technician <laughs> school. No, not health service. Food oh, service technician. Food service. I was, sorry, I was the cookie service. honor grad. Now, you look at the AST school and there's no honor graduate there, yeah, you know, no. but... <laughs> It's the one you can barely get by. Yeah, I, barely, I just barely got by. I was like right one, in the middle. Yeah, man. Yeah. But no, yeah, honor grad. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was cool for a bit. And then, you know, just like anything else, you got some people that maybe are a little disgruntled up above you. And uh, that kind of trickles down. And just like any bad leadership, which can happen at any, any rate or any oh, yeah. job in the Coast Guard. Just, yep. I was just like, dude, the same for me. I had a mess cook, Jeff Callard. Uh, I don't know if you know Jeff. I he, do not. He, he was like, I'm going to go to ASTA school. So I started talking to him a little bit about it. He's like, dude, you like working out, man. Like. Come, come start training with me. And so uh, before you know it, I'm like, dude, this, this sounds like an awesome job. Like, this sounds like a job where I could maybe realize my potential, right? Because yeah, yeah, now yeah. I'm starting to get a little old. Not older. It's like two years down the road. But, you know, right. I'm like, you're so realizing. Instead of 18, like, you're 20. Yeah, yeah no, I'm instead 20. Of 20, you're 22. <laughs> yeah, so, so anyway, uh, yeah, man, made the change in rate. And, uh, and having looked back, man, it was, I mean, you think about our careers and what we've gotten to do and the, the people we've gotten to either yeah. impact or, or become friends with and dude it's the greatest job in the world oh dude so, I love it yeah I still love it I love the fly I love everything about it yeah dude, totally yeah so that's that's my track to to uh, becoming a, a rescue swimmer and obviously that was just the very beginning because you know there's a lot of work Right. Oh, to go God. once you make the decision. Of course, yeah. everyone's like, "Oh, you're gonna be a swimmer." Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, but anyway, that's cool. Yeah, man. So, all right, now you've made that leap. You've gone into Coast Guard Rescue Swimmer School. You've graduated. Yeah, yeah. You've gotten all qualified. And for most of the listeners out there, they already know it takes like almost a full year between getting into Airman program and then school and then getting qualified. What was your very first rescue? Very first rescue, man. It's uh, it's definitely. I think for anyone, it's going to be a memorable one, you hey, know. And for dude. me, I can, you know, you're just like, man, you can kind of picture it, you know. Sometimes you're just like, yeah, I, yeah I, it's still in there, man. And that was <laughs> what 20, 20 years ago, twenty yeah. something like that. But uh, my math is bad. That's all uh, good. Yeah. So swimmer, I'm just playing, dude. I'm playing. No, you're right there, man. <laughs> Graduate rescue swimmer school, get orders to training center, Mobile, Alabama. Wouldn't say I was bummed about it. It ended up being a great tour, some great folks there, uh, but um, didn't not a whole lot of SAR obviously because you're at a training unit. Yeah. But I went on a SAR detachment to uh, Air Station Corpus Christi, Texas. We were there for spring break for South Padre Island spring break, right? And yep. uh, I can't remember where we were sitting when the alarm went off, and we ran out to the plane. Call was basically a. Um, uh, young adult male likely had too much to drink got pulled out on the rip and last I seen was this position whatever right from the beach and so we, we launch out it was a small boat station that had launched a small boat what size and as we were getting to the area where he was last seen the small boat was getting there too and they saw his body and, and started pulling him up onto the boat and alright so it's hot out right it's it's uh Spring break, Texas. Okay. But the water temp's still cold. Okay. So we're wearing dry suits, right? Oh, jeez. We're, we're in dry suits. Dude, you're probably sweating your ass oh, off on the God. plane. Yeah, you know what it's like. And it's the old oh. tri-lamps, you know, the oh, yeah. tri-lamps. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, all right, cool, man. They get him on board. We just hear real quick, ah, we don't know if he's alive, right? There's not a there's not an EMT on board the boat. So I grab the EMT. I grab the kit. I grab the AED, and I, I get lowered down to the boat. And uh, 
yeah, no pulse. No, he's unconscious, uh, not breathing. So hook up the AED and start doing CPR, thinking, all right, we're going to cruise back, just taking on the boat, because we weren't that far offshore. Okay. And uh, and I, I don't know, man. We ended up hoisting the guy, and I. this is where details are fuzzy. Uh, we d- we made the call to hoist him, so sent him up. Uh, I go up, hook him back up, continue doing CPR, and uh, and like – you know, when I'm th- talking about the case or thinking about it, th- this is where, like, you get these feelings of, like, man, it's like, this was a this was an experience, you know? Yeah. It was your first experience on doing any kind of medical stuff to a real person, right? Like, you've been doing it to dummies, you've been doing CPR on dummies, you know, yeah. whatever. And, and, you know, we're just EMT basic, right? So we're not pushing drugs, doing all kinds of crazy shit. But, but just CPR, you know? The differences between an actual person and a dummy were just like, hey, those, that's what sticks out in my mind the most. You know, like you go and you, you know, you bag them a couple of times and you go back to a compression. You're like, dude, his head's not the same spot I left it in like a dummy's would have been, you know? And like, yeah. so you're just like, you're like, dude, like this is like for real, you know? And of course he's got shit coming out of his mouth and, uh, and I'm pumping on his chest and then bagging him. And I got the AED hooked up and boom, shock advised, right? So we're flying. I think we got transport time, maybe... I'm going to say 10, 15 minutes. I don't remember, but it was a while that I felt like I was doing CPR. We got a shockable rhythm in the aircraft. This is back when we had those little tiny orange foam seats. Oh, yeah, There's yeah, water yeah. all over the deck. He had just come out of the water. He's soaking wet. I'm soaking wet. I got sweat all over me from wearing the dry suit. Uh, the flight mech climbs up in the seat, you know, and he's like, I'm not touching the deck when he hits that button. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm punched up in the little foam pad, and I'm just like, ka-chink. And, uh, you know, he does the little convulsion thing and i'm like okay cool man at this point he'll come back and you know i'll get the shit out of his mouth and we'll be good to go right and uh but you know i was just like oh, nothing right still no pulse still no breathing i'm like oh man like i guess i gotta keep doing the cpr thing man <laughs> and uh this, this is just the things i think about now like so this this was my thought process going through this whole case it's like man this is like this shit's real so continue the CPR, man. Get, uh, get to the, the helo pad. And this is where it kind of, I don't, I don't want to say comical, but it gets a little weird here because we landed on the helo pad and the hospital was at least three blocks away. And I don't remember exactly where it was. It was somewhere close to the border of, of Mexico there. Um, and uh, we landed, waited for a couple minutes, still turning, before a golf cart shows up with... I shit you not, just a four by eight sheet of plywood bolted to the back of it. You know, so like four foot of plywood just hanging off, right? And so they park like a good 25 yards from the plane because we're turning. And I'm looking at the mech like, I guess we got to get him out there, bro. So uh, we bring him over there, put him on the plywood. I've still got all the stuff hooked up. Uh, And they're like, all right, you ready? I'm like, what do you mean? Yeah, I guess. Nothing holding us down, you know? Like I'm just trying to hold him while I'm still trying to do chest compressions and, and, and bag them. And uh, it was just, it was kind of crazy, man. So they started the drive Bro, to the hospital. The it gets better. So we're driving to the hospital. We're driving to the hospital and um, there there's some, I will say, erratic driving to get to the hospital. <laughs> and we were hitting some turns and each, each time, like the nurse or whoever was sitting in the passenger seat, she kind of looked back and said, hey, we're turning, we're turning. And I'm like, okay, fuck, I'll hold on to him, you know, and and uh, we hit this one turn. I didn't get a warning. I'm not kidding you, Jason. 
They went around that turn, and I come off the back of that golf cart. <laughs> I don't know how the survivor managed to stay on there, but oh he now my God, dude. The, but the golf cart doesn't realize I'm gone, right? So they <laughs> are bombing down the road, dude. Bro. Just bombing down the road. And I'm like, I fall off and hit a car. Remember, I'm in my dry suit. I've still got my old Trisar on. You know, that daggum gated D-ring is yeah, whacking yeah. me in the nuts. As I'm, <laughs> and I'm like, hey, just yelling at him. They're not stopping, so I take off in a full sprint just running behind this golf cart trying to get to the dude i'm like dude if they take another turn survivor's gone right he's coming off of there uh but didn't you know i, I think they kind of realized I, I was gone they slowed down a bit didn't stop i just hopped right on kept doing cpr <laughs> got to the hospital now our excitement level right over our first star case our, dude we're still on adrenaline right oh yeah totally and i mean i'm just like i'm still in like do what needs to be done to try to save this guy mode we pull up to the hospital they come out the docs and everything and uh and we load them onto the gurney and I'm still like right there with the patient and I'm getting ready to give my pass down and this is where it gets funny. <laughs> the AED announces analyzing heart rate. Do not touch the patient. And the doc's like doing and I'm like, hey, doc. And I slap his hand away. I'm like, don't touch the patient. And the nurse is just, I'm like, everybody back up because I'm just like in turn. I'm like, I'm going to, and they're looking at me like, who the frick is this guy dude oh my god get him out i'm sweating all over myself and like somebody take him and uh so the nurse brings me over and she's like i was like oh, i'm sorry i don't know uh, here's here's the pass down and uh and we took off but uh oh my god that's yeah, it, was, freaking awesome. it was a little wild man it was kind of crazy not not how you expected your first star case to go in a, in a couple aspects and the first one is just i don't know you can't really prepare yourself for for something like that but but the other thing is um and I'm not going to get too deep into it. I know a couple of swimmers have been on here and they talk about how you're, you graduate the program, the rescue swimmer program, you're on this invincible high where you can control everything and, and, uh, and you can make a positive outcome with whatever you do and you're going to save everybody, right? You got that mentality because that's right. what they ingrained in you. You know, you kind of need that. And, uh, you know, your very first shark case, it's a dude who, you know, you, you didn't. You did what you, you tried. You you did what you tried, could do, but he didn't. He didn't make it in right, the end. Right. Right. So that kind of that was an eye opener, man. I'm like, dude, like, this ain't gonna be. You're saving everybody, Joey. There's there's gonna be some dudes that just ain't gonna make it. And I mean, could if we had gotten there earlier, could we have done something? You know, like if I had chosen to you know hoist them sooner and started compression. You know, there's just, you know you just go back and forth with what you're gonna do. And this was a very simple case, man. It, I wasn't dealing with a. Uh, you know, traumatic injury. It was just a drowning, you know? And uh, it was, dude, that didn't go the way I wanted that thing to go, man. It was just kind of wild. That is crazy. Yeah, yeah, so. I, I love the fact that you were off the cart and running after Dude, it. they still kept driving, man. <laughs> there was like, it was clueless, bro. But, I, I am sorry that, that you, you know, that happened. Like, tough first case. Yeah, no, I know? mean, it, yeah, it's, I think the, the, the crazy thing is when I think about that kid, you know, like, Dude, I, so, you know, I was probably the same age, 20, 21. I used to wake up in the morning and, like, shave my chest so I'd look good on the beach yeah, for the yeah. ladies. You could tell that dude as I'm I'm like, dude, he just shaved his chest this morning, right? <laughs> like, I know he did, you know? Like, he was oh, out man. with his boys, like, hey, man, I'm shaving my chest tomorrow, just strutting around the beach, showing off my six-pack, you know? And then next thing you know, like, he didn't make a decision. He's going to die that day, but it just happened, you know? So Damn. It's crazy, man. So <clears throat> it just, I think as, as a, a – a failure, we'll say, being your first case, it can send you off maybe in one or two directions with, with your search and rescue um, career. And that could be just, you you just hardened up right away 
and you're like, I'm not going to attach myself to any survivor, you know, right, in any right. way, like connect as in he shaves his chest, I shave my chest, or just any simple thing like that, and just almost treat him like like a dummy, you know, and, and I don't mean that in a bad way, and those who aren't in the rescue profession may not understand what I mean, but you're just treating it like training, right? Right, right. You know, or you can just realize like, oh, man, like, like uh, that was, I don't know, you can just let that dwell on you and then take it into the next case and into the next case and and into the next case and then just I, I don't know man I, I as far as what i'm trying to say there i think uh I, I went the hardened route there may be a couple different routes but i just i was like you know what man like I'm just gonna do what i can do i know shit ain't gonna happen yeah the right way all the time but uh but so after your first case and after something like that um and you were on deployment at the time like when you got back to the crew, were they were they cool with you? Did they you know try to talk talk with you? Did you talk to them? Oh no, man, no, nah, there wasn't any talking. So that's something else to be said, and we've talked about that here too. That's what about when you went back to the shop? Oh, of course, yeah, you know, and that's and that's where we talk is, and uh, that's what's that's what heals us, Quinny, and you know that oh, yeah. man from being yeah, in yeah. an AST shop, and and I'll talk a little bit about that when we talk about uh, desert later, but. You know, just getting back with the guys who have either experienced the exact same thing or could possibly experience the exact same thing. I mean, that's where, uh, that's where, not that I needed healing, but you know, like I'm telling the guys, like, dude, like that's fucking crazy. Or like, yeah, I've felt that same feeling before. Or, yeah. Or here, here, you know, here's what you do so with somebody it, that can actually relate to you and, yeah, and yeah. empathize and sympathize both with you. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying that's the only thing that needs to happen. There's, you know, yeah. guys who deal with like child trauma or a child death or something, just something really right, just right. nasty, man. I mean, maybe they're, they're, they're need more help than that, but I didn't need help. That's just kind of how we, that, I th- I'm just saying in general, I think that's how we like. That is totally how we do it. <laughs> yeah, man. It just makes us better. <laughs> yeah. Move on to the next yeah. one, right? Oh yeah. 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 Constantly. Yeah. Dude, man. Solid work, bro. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry you lost him. I, yeah. I'm sorry he passed. And yeah. I don't, I don't think there was anything you did or didn't do either. Just listening to you right now. I, yeah. You just do what you, you had been taught to do. Yeah. You know, it's your and, first thing you, yeah. you come into it with zero experience, yeah. you know, and then now you got a little experience. I'll be yeah. a little bit crazy, but it was, yeah, it was experience. Damn, so, man. Yeah, that was the first one. Yeah. Got to shock a dude in the back of the helicopter. and uh, In water. Oh, yeah, with water oh, everywhere. Don't touch and, uh, water. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, so. So uh, did you feel the shock at all? No, man, nothing. Dude. Oh, you know, perfect. I, over ICS, I told the pots, hey, I'm getting ready to shock this dude. They're like, oh, can we do that? I'm like, oh, yeah, dude. We're going to. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to happen. So. It says shock. Uh, I'm yeah. listening hold, to it. Hold the controls. if you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man, dude. That's, that's, uh, that's yeah, pretty it's, gnarly. It's a good time, man. Right on. Well, thanks for sharing, brother. Yeah, no like, problem, Quinny. That's that's deep. That's a deep case. I yeah, like it, was, it was it was it was an interesting one for sure. Cool, very cool. Um, all right, so now we're gonna move on a little bit further because, like I said, I, I have a couple cases I want to talk to you about, and uh, one of them is the so you get a, an achievement medal, which is pretty cool because uh, I like achievement medals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, and this one. Well, is this the one up in Kodiak? Which one's that one? Uh, this would be the Selang Dayu. Is Selen, that the next one? Selang Dayu. Because then you went to, yeah. um, then we're going to talk Katrina for a minute, and okay. then we're going to talk uh, Savannah, Georgia. So let's let's go to this one. 
Yeah, so after after Mobile, I got orders to Kodiak, Alaska, man. Oh, dude, such a great time. You, I was up there right after you left, and a funny story about that is I'm in- <laughs> I love this funny story. <laughs> I'm in Cold Bay. Did I tell you this one? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, but yeah. you know what? Yeah. Let's tell everybody yeah, else because I, I freaking I was, love it. I walk in the, uh, in <laughs> the trailer. Actually, let me, let me freely in that. So I was in Kodiak just before you, and I had been out in Cold Bay. Bill yes. and Mary, I stayed there, and- you know, I get to know them very well. Yeah, yeah. Tag, you're and for, for those, you know, not in the in the Coast Guard aviation world, Bill and Mary is, I don't even know how the hell we worked up some contract where we stayed in their lodge when we were up there on a SAR detachment. But, uh, but yeah, they came to love us. They were like the Coast Guard mom and dad. And Cole, totally. And yeah, back then. But, uh, but anyway, man, I remember walking in, like, for the very first time. I was like, oh, this is cool, but this is Bill and Mary. That's what everybody's talking about. And, and Mary just runs up, and she's like, gives me this big old hug. You know, I don't remember if she kissed me or not. She may have. Now, picture Mary is, you know, she's an she's older like lady. She's like 70. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. It's, so, it's, like, it's almost yeah. like grandma or grandpa. Exactly. Yeah. And she's like, oh, you're you're back so soon. She's, and, then, and I'm like, what the? This lady is senile, dude. <laughs> and she thinks I'm Jason Quinn. That's it, man. She's oh, like, she totally be. thought I was you. And then when she realized I wasn't, she was, it wasn't embarrassment. It was just like, oh, oh disappointment, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, he's better. Get out of here, you know. But uh, no, that's uh, that's that's one of my Jason Quinn stories. Dude, I love it. That's so funny. And actually, the first time you and I met was when you were leaving uh, Kodiak and headed to Savannah, and we met in Humboldt Bay. That's Because you right. would come down well, to yeah, hang out there. We I don't know if we, we got time no, for we, that story. We're not going to get into that one. <laughs> that was yeah. a good time. Oh, yeah. That, we'll just leave it at that. Of, of what I remember, that was a good time. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, man. While you were in Kodiak, you earned yourself a uh, Coast Guard Commendation Medal. And what's interesting about this is because uh, there are probably a lot of people out there that know this rescue, but we get to hear your side from this whole thing, which is, and another side note to this is like, I remember calling up to the shop because I was up there with all you guys. And I'm like, is everybody okay? Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and the word back as soon as I got there was like, yes, everybody's okay. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Let's, let me, let's, now that that's there, now let's wait for everything else to come out. And you know what? Let me get into this real quick, and, uh, and then you can touch on it. It's cool? Okay. All right. Yeah. So, citation to accompany the award of the Coast Guard Combination Medal to Dennis J. Grazinia, Aviation Survival Technician, 3rd Class, United States Coast Guard. Pedasa Grazinia is cited for outstanding achievement while serving as rescue swimmer aboard Coast Guard H-60J Helicopter 6021 on 8 December 2004 during a rescue of nine crew member from a 738-foot marine vessel Selang Dayu in Scan Bay, Alaska. Pedasa Grazinia ably assisted the flight mechanic in surrounding substantial pre-flight obstacles, including heavy snow removal, cold-induced electrical abnormalities, and collective trim malfunction to enable a safe launch into this fierce Arctic storm. He, he diligently maintained the Coast Guard 6021's vital radio guard, continuously switching frequencies from ground stations to ensure the aircraft position and operation status were updated every 15 minutes. A daunting challenge due to the proximity of the mountains, terrain, and poor atmospheric conditions. As the doomed freighter drifted perilously close to the jagged shoreline with 26 crew members on board, Pedersa Grisenia rapidly dis disseminated essential information 
ensuring the effective coordination of the on-scene assets. The rescue helicopter hovered in position and hoisted nine crew members from the stricken vessel as 25-foot waves crested just below the aircraft. Pedestal Grisinha displayed exceptional skill as he assisted the flight mech with hoisting and carefully assisted the status of each non-English-speaking survivor into the cramped cabin. Confident of their satisfactory condition, he assisted with their transfer to 6020 on a nearby beach, extending critical, non critical on-scene helicopter presence. He maintained key fuel burn, rate calculations, and provided outstanding navigational backup for the pilots during this stressful return flight to Cole Bay. Complicated by the darkness, indications, and potentially catastrophic transmission failure, Pedestal Grisinja, dedication, judgment, and devotion to duty are most heartily commended in keeping with the highest traditions of the union. Yeah, Damn, yeah. bro. Yeah, you got a lot of enthusiasm when you read uh, an award, hey, thanks, man. man. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, I'd like to emphasize something. <laughs> no, it's great. It's great. Uh, so, I, what I want, let me, before you get into that too much, here's here's a little bit of background on the story. The Selang Day, you, and this is the, the big one, they went dead in the water. They, they lost one engine. They were trying to fix the other engine. And in order to fix the other engine, they had to shut the second engine down. When they shut the second engine down, it wouldn't restart. Next thing you know, it's floating towards shore in huge waves and it's going to crash and and then next thing you know coast guards get called saying mayday 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 we got what is it 20 it's a 28 people on board 26 people on board uh yeah game on yeah a lot of guys on on, on the boat yeah 738 foot freighter selling dang are you um yeah i think they had they had set anchor so they they were at anchor after they didn't have any power and, oh uh, that's so right it had been holding for a little bit and I guess they figured they couldn't get things back up, so they gave us a call. We were eating at a restaurant in, Col in uh, I think, Dutch at that time. And, uh, you know, we get a cell phone call and uh, maybe a pager. But uh, <laughs> and uh, so we go out to pre-flight the plane, and I just remember specifically that, like, the wind and the snow was, you know, how that Dutch Harbor snow could come in just sideways, dude. It, Whoa. Hey, we got something going on get in the background. Get some tunes coming in. Little bagpipes. Oh, bagpipers. All right. <laughs> Uh, still going, or are we, uh, we, uh, we can, taking a moment of silence? We'll take a moment of silence. All right. Hand flip. Ready, <laughs> two. That's pretty good. Mm -hmm. Man, go with it. Okay, man. Um, get back to the train of thought. Yeah. Uh, so You're in the Dutch Harbor. Oh, dude, the weather it was just crazy, man. Yeah, wind's blowing. I've got, and you know, you asked me to send you a bunch of pictures, and I probably didn't send you many, but I think you sent but, me two. Oh, three! I got three hey pictures. Hey man, overachiever, I guess. <laughs> no, so uh, I've got video footage from those old digital cameras that would hold like five minutes or five seconds worth of footage of as we're walking across the ramp to get to the plane. Like you could stand still, and you would, your body would just slide through the ice. You know, because oh I mean, it's just my god! You. But uh, yeah, man, we took off in some pretty crappy conditions. Uh, it was, I think, I can't remember afternoon time frame it was still light outside uh but visibility sucked because you know because of the snow and yeah. uh we got on scene so we launched the 6021 the air, airframe i was on and the 6020 which is the airframe that eventually crashed into the ocean that night um we both launched out there the 20 moved in first we found the bow was the best place to hoist so i think they pulled nine eight or nine guys off um during their hoisting they went over to the Alex Haley. Do we need to take a break? We good? No, no, no. Keep going. They went over to the Alex Haley, and I'm 
I'm pretty sure they hoisted each one down to the flight deck, right? So the Alex Haley for everybody out there is a 378 that was out, I think. Or yeah, I think it was stationed in Kodiak, Alaska. I'm not sure if it was a 378, but it was one of our larger ships that could yeah. hold a small helicopter on the back, not the H-60 airframe that we were in, but they right. and they actually had an H-65 on the back, which we'll find out about later. But uh, yep. But yeah, so um, the 6020. Hoisted their crewmen down to the to the boat, and they're like, "Oh, this this is pretty sporty. So maybe this ain't the best option for transporting these patients, our survivors." Um, so as they're doing that, we move in. We hoist, I think, eight or nine, whatever the whole award said. Yeah. Uh, and and you know, you 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 listen to the award, and if you're if you're hearing it from a Coast Guard member, you know, you're like, "Well, you know, like the swimmer didn't go down. You know, like how? You know, what 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 was what was the difficult part of the case? And you know, anytime you're working as an air crew like that, you know. The, the pilots, one of them's hoisting, the other one's head, you know, doing all kinds of shit, and you and the mech is doing his. Like you're just you you have eyes on everything, right? Right. And when it's that crappy out and you can't see anything, like you know you know how it is, man. Your head's on a swivel, you know. Oh, you're so working. You're you're doing what you can to, like if if anything goes goes wrong, you're like, hey, yo, whoa, 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 you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah. So um yeah, so my my involvement was just backing everybody up you yep. know obviously to and from we're, we're working comms we're you know backing up fuel burn and, and uh, 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 position and whatnot but um and as the survivors came up there was a ton of them man I mean nine guys in the back of a, a 60 is fairly That's tight a lot yeah, yeah. Uh, there was a couple of them that were fairly hypothermic just from they were out on the deck trying to work on some things getting some things going but uh but you know there wasn't a whole lot of medical attention that was needed you know it was just kind of getting them in sitting them down and uh, in, in lieu of hoisting them down to the Alex Haley, the ship that was there, we went over to the beach, landed on the beach, and uh, the two one, I'm sorry, the six zero two zero came in on the beach, landed next to us. We transported our patients to theirs. I'm pretty sure we had more fuel, so the intent was for us to go back to the boat, hoist the remaining eight, whatever was on there. Yeah, my math is bad. So it's all good. And uh, and so that's what we did. We gave our passengers to the six zero two zero. They took them to maybe Dutch, Dutch Harbor. And we went back to hoist the rest of them. And they weren't coming off, you know. The captain was hell-bent on getting that thing going again. He's like, you know, we're not going to lose the ship, so we're going to make this happen. Yeah. And, you know, we know weather's deteriorating. Now it's getting dark. Yep. And shit's changing, right? Yep. It's getting real, you know. Swells are picking up, you know. I think they were at 25, 30 as we're hoisting, but they're only continuing to, to, to get bigger as the night goes on. Um, so I'm not coming off and we're like boom bingo but we got to go man so we start beat feeding back to cold bay and uh it was either main gearbox or tail gearbox chip light that we got something was up right so we got to get with back with your aircraft with, that you're with in the, with the 6021 yeah so at at some point in time we did the high five on the way by the 20 came by yeah because now all right cool they got more gas they're gonna go hoist the rest of these guys off and uh that's when that's when things kind of started going bad and we're, the bat okay keep going sorry yeah no it's fine we're in the air i know at one point we were talking to two zero aaron bean was a swimmer on board and if and if, and if you're on the 60 air crew the, the rescue swimmer is usually the one that's communicating with the other air, aircraft and, and what whatnot so i'm talking to Bean. you know we're bullshitting whatever and uh <laughs> no so, absolutely not you don't do that in a coast no, guard no, no, you're a military <laughs> aircraft Oorah, you as yeah. a you, it is a very professional no, it's not. What am yeah, I kidding? Quinny's got it. Quinny's what are got you, it. loser? Yeah. yeah, so, you know. Get to work there, sandbag. <laughs> but, you know, after a certain certain distance, you are not. You don't have good comments with anybody anyway. But, uh, so it's kind of funny. Yeah, so while we're flying back, you know, uh, the 6020 is 
hoisting uh, survivors. Aaron Bean, the rescue swimmer on the 2-0, had gone down to the boat to assist getting survivors in the basket because it, it was dark now, weather's getting worse, that, boot, that boat's moving. Um, and one of the waves just slammed in the side of that ship, came up over the aircraft and just took it down with them. So I remember seeing the video uh, where the pilot talked about it, and I, forgive me, I can't actually remember his name off the top of my head. Yeah. I, uh, but I'm, they were talking about the wave hit the side of the ship, and it went up, and the whitewater from the wave actually engulfed. It pushed the flight mech back in because it hit him, and then there was whitewash, whitewater all over the windshields, which then went into the intakes. And yeah, just, just flamed it out, flamed the, it in the engine, water. Yeah, flamed yeah. the helicopter out. Yeah, uh, and then boom, they're in the water. So we can't get to them. We don't. I mean, I'm at this point unaware that they had gone down. Uh, but the Alex Haley, the ship is still out there on scene, and these crazy bastards are pushing out the 65 to go get these guys now. Holy because, shit! So this is uh, Tim Eason, I think Rob Cornaxel, and oh man, what's the flight? Oh, Greg Gibbons was a flight mech. Okay, and yeah. for the record, the 65, and I do have a Coast Guard pilot here sitting with us. You might not be able to see him here. Uh, in the video, but he is here, and there is a like. There's rules about launching a 65 off the back of a ship in certain waves. Oh yeah, they got limitations, and they, those and limitations they were, were far exceeded. Oh yeah, yeah it, it so, was it was a ballsy move, and you yeah. know, you know, you take risk first gain at that point, yeah, right? Yeah. What do we do before we take off? You know, we like we have our guys in the water. Our guys in the water. Can yep. we save these guys? Yep. And, and there was th I don't know the numbers again. Three or four additional survivors that already pulled off. Yep. Um they were in the water as well. So now you got, I mean. Do we risk our airframe and our lives to try to save our buddies? I mean, hell, yeah, it's kind yeah, of a hell uh, yeah, yeah, you know? So, yeah. Uh, but anyway. And, I, and for the record, I have no doubt that everybody went through the appropriate, uh, the appropriate chain because there are steps that you need to go in order to get clearance to do something like that to, to be outside of regs. So at one point or another, somebody said, hey, yep, we're going to, yes, yep, yep. Can we do it? Yep, yep. Can we do it? Yep. We're going to do it. Go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, the decision was made. They, they took off. Uh, they ended up hoisting the two pilots and the flight mechanic. I think they ended up hoisting one more of the survivors that they had pulled off. I'm not yeah. sure if he survived or not. But here's the kicker, man. Like, think about this as a rescue swimmer, being on the ship with the captain, because at that point it was just Aaron Bean and the captain on the ship, and you see this shit go down in front of you, right? You just saw your crew and their helicopter crash in the water. It's dark, dude. You ain't you ain't looking in the water and say, oh, there they are. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. ain't jumping overboard. There's waves just smashing everywhere, right? Uh, so he watches all this go down, right? Holy and shit. I know at one point he had comms with the Alex Haley. I'm not sure if he had comms with the 65 to know that the guys were getting picked up, you know, because, you know, it's 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 dark. You can't really see nothing but lights and stuff. You know, you're not sure what's happening if the plane's, you know, 100 yards away, a couple miles away. But uh, he's just standing there with the captain on this boat like, holy shit, man. And then the boat smashes into the rocks yeah. and breaks in half yeah. while Bean's on the boat. Oh my god! Just crazy, right? And 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 this what? is you know like we talked about this. Yeah. I, I'm telling someone else's story. I'm not trying to make it out that we're we're that I'm that we're some heroes. This is uh, this is a story that would be awesome if, if you could get Bean to tell it. I know that it was pretty traumatic for him. Uh, he's an awesome guy, and uh, he ended up getting out of the Coast Guard afterwards. But um, but yeah, man, to you know this this is the lame side of the story you you want to hear what really happened and how crazy it really must have been that's you got to talk nope. to those guys you know what it, I want, I want your perspective yeah you know well, I, and i appreciate you telling bean story uh, cuz a lot of people actually know that portion of the story and you know it's talked about on discovery channel and other areas and that was that was a big part of it but as funny as it sounds 
is you went out, you pulled guys off, or your crew pulled guys off, yeah. right? And then you have a chip light and have to go back to land. You're almost like a, a lame duck sitting at the airport. Yeah, it was and a then, shit feeling, man. It really dude. was. Yeah. Because, you know, and your boys we, are in we the started water, to get the word of what's going on, but we don't know the 65 that picked them up, you know? So it's, uh, yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a little bit of a stressful night, man. And, uh, dude, I just remember seeing Bean and those guys afterwards, like a couple days later at the Grand Illusion Hotel, they show up, and I'm just like, oh, shit. You know, just hugs for days. But, uh, yeah, it was a crazy one, man. Um, and at that point, a, a helicopter hadn't crashed in a while. You know, I think uh, this was 2000 and, what was that, four? Uh, so I think, yeah, I think so. I yeah. think the last one that had crashed may have been 97 and, and Humboldt. So we're talking, oh, yeah. Long time. you know, five, no, not Long time. seven, Long time. eight years. Yeah, yeah, so it had been a while. Um, and so that, you know, first of all, my first case, I realized, okay, you can't, you can't control everything. You can't save everybody. People are going to die, right? Yeah. And then my second, well, not my second case, but one of my, because this was not too long after my first case, uh, you're like, oh, like, we can die, you know, not just like oh. we, not, not just the survivor may not make it. Now yeah. we're going out and there's, there's a chance that we may not come back, you know? So that was just another, I like, did like, this is, this job ain't just a fun job. I mean, it is, it's a great job. Oh, you know, it's, it's a fun, it's an awesome job, job, but, but there's, there's shit could kill you, you yeah. know, it's, uh, it can be stressful, but, um, but I think that's why we're so crazy, man. And that's why. <laughs> That's why when we when we are ready to play, it's time to play. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. But, let's uh, go. Yeah, let's go. Exactly. But no, man, uh, that that was that was a good one. You know, we came back. You know, kudos to the pilots. Uh, we had Pat Bechet and I think Doug Cameron may have been his name at the sticks, and then um, Andy Famula was my flight mechanic, and those guys just rocked it, man. And uh, I think they were all received air medals for it, and oh, very great. well deserved. So good. It was good. it was really cool, man. Yeah, but uh, I, you know, I'm going to ask a kind of a funny question. Is there a reason that you didn't go down to the ship? You know, there there is a reason, Jason. And as as rescue swimmers, like, dude, we want to we want to get in the mix. Put me in, coach. Right? Like, right. put me down. All the time. Let me help facilitate this. But it was it was going so smooth. There was no reason for an additional hoist. Like, as soon as we put the basket down, like. This one guy came over and just hung on to it for a minute. It was moving, you know, but it was it was manageable by the by the individuals down on the boat, yeah. and uh, people just climbed in, came up. It was just really no reason to, you know. Interesting. And it was okay, discussed. Yeah. We talked about it, yep. and uh, you know, and of course, I'm like, hey man, let's I'll go down. Like, let me let me make this go quicker, and you know, we just we went for hey, just put the basket down. We'll see how it goes, and then we'll just throw you in, and if it don't work, and we'll go with the next one. But uh, it just wasn't needed. And, yeah, I got you. And you know that makes us feel like, oh, damn, like, <laughs> yeah, what did I bust my ass <laughs> yeah. to school for for yeah, nothing? Man, let me let me go play. But <laughs> but uh, nah, man, it was it was all right. And you know I was fine with that too. You know I wasn't like ah, I'm not gonna put me down. But it was just wasn't needed, man. You know, and there's a lot of good talk about that. And as a matter of fact, you know we're gonna. Well, actually, we can we can touch on a little bit more. It's like, you know, having a guy that's trained that knows what they're doing on deck is such a huge asset for everybody in the air. Yeah. At yeah, the really same is. time, I'm totally with you. You know, I to give you one of my stories, I, I went down, and I don't want to take this away from you, but I, I went down to a ship, and uh, I had a medic in the aircraft. And I actually, I mean, it was clear blue 22. The dude was having, like, appendicitis or something like that. And I was like, well, you don't need to come down. I'll just I'll just hook up with him and go, come right back up. Yeah. So we can do two hoists versus three or four. Yeah, yeah. And that's what we did. And I don't think that was a poor decision. And I got back to base, and my medic was like, Dude, I, I would have loved to have gone down. I was like, oh, well, 
my bad dude my yeah, bad yeah like, i mean it's, it's cool to go out there and do your job but man there's no there's, it's it's an additional risk right another it, horse is an additional risk agreed uh and an, another reason why we had done it is because when the two so this wasn't their first time seeing this evolution because the 6020 had already gone in there oh, and yeah, actually yeah. bean didn't go down the first time they kind of just had it so they had a system in place you know oh, nice. so as we okay. moved in you know we kind of talked to them too and they're like that's why it just wasn't it just wasn't Got necessary it. they had it they had it dialed in yeah already, so cool cool yeah and for all of those uh agencies and countries out there that don't use a rescue basket <laughs> That's one of the reasons we use it. <laughs> worked out great. Yeah, it worked out great. Yeah, <laughs> I am picking on all my friends that uh, that are like, oh, we don't need no rescue basket. They're probably all here right now at the AGI. Probably bum and rush the booth here. Right. Well. As soon as I publish yeah. this, they're gonna be like, that's bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> oh man, it's funny. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, dude. Thanks for sharing that, yeah, man. Yeah, man. It, no, no it, problem. It's it's interesting. Like it's. I get another perspective of that side of it. So. Yeah. Well, you, like um, I said, man, if you, if you ever get some of those other guys on that can, you know, tell their side of the story, it's, it was it was a crazy night, man. It really was. Yeah. I, dude, I would love to have that. Um, but now we have we have you guys that, or you and telling your side. So yeah. I appreciate you coming cool, on man. and doing that. Yeah, thanks. Um, so I'm, I'm, let me fast forward a little bit more because now I'm going to get into Hurricane Katrina. Yeah, Hurricane Katrina. Now, you were not down and stationed in New Orleans. You were still stationed in Kodiak. I had and transferred he, out of Mobile and was stationed in Alaska, yeah. Yeah, so here's what's funny about this is that the uh, you got a little article here written up in the da Kodiak Daily Mirror. Yeah. And uh, the funniest part, I'm not even going to read any of the article, just the caption right here. <laughs> it says, hot situations. Kodiak rescue swimmer Dennis Gazania hops aboard a coast guard hel uh nope hops aboard a helicopter at air station new orleans rescue swimmers wore much skimpier wetsuits than they do in alaska oh yeah which led to some sunburns for the kodiak crew i'm not sure why that was the <laughs> caption for that photograph but for those can't see it it's a picture of me next to the helicopter with oh. a very tight rash guard on and i think maybe my, my wetsuit's down and I'm probably fully flexed there. Uh, yeah. You know what? I, you, yeah. look, you look pretty like <laughs> yeah, looking man. large, dude. I feel, I feel like I was probably a, oh. a Kodiak heartthrob for really? the next couple of weeks after that <laughs> that article came out. A, a deep breath, yeah, puff yeah, that chest a little you, higher. You, you know how to do it, man. <laughs> Rotate just a little bit, make yeah. your waist look a little skinnier. We've done this before. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, well, you got down to Katrina. Now we've had some guys on here that have talked about Katrina. Yeah. I love the stories from Katrina, and actually, there's a, there's a little joke right now that I like to say to you: is that oh, everybody went down to Katrina, got a got an award or something, and you're like, no, they didn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, everybody's got their everybody that was at Katrina got their air medal or, or DFC. And you know what, man, I'm not taking away from from any of that. A lot of those, man, there's there's some pretty incredible search and rescue cases and just so sorties and just whole just whole days and missions of of, of work that people did that that truly deserve uh, some medals. And uh, and on that, like we got, so me and uh, my buddy Matt Kuyper out of Sitka and Will Milam, who's here t at the expo today, yep. uh, we all went down there um, as a swimmer deployment to help out with the Kodiak, I'm sorry, to help out with the Katrina crews. We got down there probably about a week after like it had really oh, started okay. getting real. Gotcha. So at this point, you're still going out on sorties and picking up some guys but it ain't you ain't coming back with 40 50 people you know it's you're right. coming back with maybe four five ten so um our numbers weren't that extravagant but the ones who we were picking up had been out there longer and they're just desperate to get the hell out of there right? yeah yeah you, know, you talk about dehydrated just ready to get you're just hot just sweat just nasty you know so um well, i'll tell you what you know what Let, 
give me two of your rescues. Just two. Two at Katrina? Yeah, just oh, that uh, kind of stand out to you. Maybe maybe three. I'm trying. I don't know. You get launched. I mean, you got everybody that's like. I'll, t- I'll tell you one. That, okay, one. It, I like one, one. One is what I can think of that just <laughs> kind of stood out. And that was, uh, I was I was flying, because we flew with 60 and 65 crews there. Yep. And I had been flying in, in 60s in Kodiak. And uh, so I was. we launched out on a 65, and I have no idea who the crew was at this point. But, uh, you know, we were kind of going from house to house. And there was one where there was an old, old man just sitting out on the porch, right? And he was like just waving, but it wasn't like a. Like urgent a, yeah uh, so help me help yeah me. yeah you know but but there was a, a line of houses with a couple other folks that were just sitting on the porch you know and okay and so we're like okay man just you go down like we'll put the swimmer down go talk to this first guy and uh and then if he needs a hoist you know if he needs help we'll bring him help or, or hoist him out of there if not we'll just move along to the next house right cool so i go down to the porch and uh i remember just i'm 2005 i've been a swimmer for a few years but like I'm standing there on the porch and I'm hooked up to the, the hoist hook and I'm like, oh, well, we said we're going to do a direct. Like I'm just going to hang out for a minute, ask them what's going on. So I'm like, I've still got the hoist hook. And I'm like, what the hell do I do with this thing? And so I'm like, all right, I'll just hold it for a minute. And I'm talking to him. And then he goes inside. And he's like, ah, I got to go get my stuff. And I'm like, okay, well, hang on. Just hang. And at that point, I just unhook and I'm like, so now we had just gone completely different from what we said and that's but you know that's how we had to do it totally. down there you know well, any on any case you call right. an audible and you that's just how kinda, we roll yeah but but i was i was still kind of brand new enough to you know a few years in but still new enough to be like all right this is what we said we're gonna do we're gonna do it and then when i get down i'm like oh wait i can make a decision here <laughs> to, to change what we're gonna do but uh but yeah man he so he ran in the house just grabbed grabbed a ton of shit and i think we ended up doing sending a basket down and uh, and i came up separately but but yeah, man, it was just just different experiences where, you know, it could have been one or two guys that you're picking up who are just like ready to go or, you know, one or two guys that are just like, dude, man, I'm just going to, I'm going to wing it. I'm going to hang out, you know, not <laughs> right, knowing that, it. dude, it's going to be a bit before any help comes, man. You might better think about getting out of here, <laughs> you know, so, but, uh, but no, man, there, there's some, there's some incredible cases that came out of that, yeah. that, uh that experience and um man it was it was, it was just crazy being up flying around and seeing a plane everywhere man there were aircraft just i mean just ho- hoisting here hoisting here hoisting here five flying by you this way i mean you had to be like we talk about being a swimmer and backing everybody up like yeah yeah you ain't fl- you ain't sleeping in the plane on a katrina sortie that was for sure yeah but, not um, that one yeah yeah man damn but no nothing really cool out of that just 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 the experience of being down there you know just Helping hey, out I was not there. Could. I've yeah. said it many times. I was not there. And for the guys, all you guys that went down, even a week later, yeah. I mean, everybody, you guys were working. Yeah, it was. It so. was. It was a lot of flying for sure. But yeah. it was. It was a good so. time. That's one of those where you kind of felt like you were. You were helping out, man. Like you're yeah. like like it was a successful case after successful case, and it was just a matter of bringing a couple people back. Cool, man. Get some water. You know, give yourself Sick. a quick bath, and then you know, bring them where they're gonna bring them. So, Dude, I love it. Yeah, it was cool. I love it, man. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to do one more rescue, and then we're going to talk about one more thing. All right, All right cool. Well, sort of one more thing. How, how long have we been going, man? We got dude, listeners we, yeah. that just tapped out already because it's 49 matter. minutes. Yeah, you know like, what? Dude. Fact of the matter is, this is not for – this is for me, okay? Oh, I right. want this all for me. All right, right, man. I love it. I love it. Dude, I love talking to you. Come on, Joey. Dude, I'm down. Dude, I'm down. man, it's like all we need is like a drink in hand. And uh, it, yeah. You dude, know what? Dude, I, next time. I took a break, man. I told you I took a oh, break yeah, for a little right. bit. Yeah. You know what? I should probably yeah. – 
I did take a break for a while, but last night I couldn't help myself. I'm oh, at yeah. HAI. We're at the MD party. What can I say? Yeah, you're telling, hey, man, come to the HAI come Expo, on. man. There's, uh, there's free free booze. And I'm like, no, man. Um, but, um, but anyway. Dry right now, yeah, damn it. It's, it's all good, man. It's, it's good for good. me. I'm yeah, you know what? I, I don't blame you, man. I, I'm very limited now. Yeah, so yeah you got to break free every once in a while. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. All right, so let's go over this one. Um, so you earned yourself another achievement medal. But the cool part about this achievement medal is you were not on duty. Nope, not you on duty. You weren't even working. This <laughs> was like, I'm on Liberty. I'm I'm doing my thing. I'm just hanging out. I'm paddling out in the ocean. Yeah. And some shit happens in front of you. And it's, let me get into it. This is sick. Okay. So citation to accompany the award of the Coast Guard Achievement Medal. Gold star in lieu of third to Dennis J. Gazinia, Chief Aviation Survival Technician, United States Coast Guard. Chief Petty Officer Gazinia is cited for superior performance of duty of the morning of 22 March 2016 in a rescue of a drowning man while off duty at Tybee Island, Georgia. A paraglider was operating in the nearby area when the pilot inadvertently reduced throttle and began to rapidly lose altitude and drift offshore. As the glider plummeted into the beach, the pilot lifted his legs as the spinning propeller attached to his back struck the ground and failed catastrophically, launching the man into the water. Simultaneously, the pilot's parachute landed in the water and was caught by a swift moving current pulling the pilot, pulling the man under the surface. Chief Pedaster Gozenia, having witnessed the crash while kayaking nearby, disregarded his own safety and immediately raced to the stricken man. Another rescuer close to the man's Another rescuer close to the man arrived on scene and immediately tended the man as he struggled to keep his face above the surface. The man was being pulled down by the engine and became increasingly entangled in the parachute rigging and was unable to free himself from the equipment. As the other rescuer and survivor struggled to make their way towards shore, Chief Pedersen Grisenia immediately set about disregarding, uh, sorry, set about disentangling the man's parachute shrouds, took them off, took them aboard, took them aboard his own kayak and began paddling fiercely against the current to reach the shore, saving the man's life. Chief Petty Officer Grisenia's diligence, perseverance, and devotion to duty are most heartily commended in keeping with the highest traditions of the United States Coast Guard. Yeah, there it is. There's that Quinny enthusiasm. Dude, I freaking love all, it. All the uh, adjectives they use in these awards, man. It's oh, it's it's <laughs> all, some of them are really good write-ups. Other ones you're like, oh, I gotta I gotta make it work. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, you know it's funny too, man. When you're hold when on, you're, real quick, ready? Brett Fogel's in the house. Whoa, right? Brett Fogel. Come, come on, on in, man. Sure. We're filming right here. We got. We're going live. We're live here, man. We're, we're kind of look at the mustache on that guy, man. All right, yeah. Just just put the headset on, and you get to listen get, to, get in to there, Joey's Brett. story. Get in there, brother. Yeah, right. you, got, uh, yeah. Dude, yeah. you know so what? I'm glad Brett's here because when we do talk a little bit about desert, we can have him chime in, man. Oh but, yeah. Okay. You but, know what, uh, Brett? Give me a, give me a check. Just start talking. Just start talking. Check check. Uh, One more time. Sound? How do I sound? You sound really good right now. You look beautiful, man. Ladies and gentlemen, Brett Fogel's in the house. Brett Fogel. He was on the podcast already. We had some badass stories. I don't have the episode up that's in front of me that you were, but sick. Right now, we're going to come back to you. All right? So, story. There he is. Yeah, there he is. This, this, dude, I was a rescue swimmer. Let's say, let me backtrack, man. So, I was, uh, actively a rescue swimmer from 2002 until I had an accident in uh, 
2013. How many years is that? That's that's 11. 11 years. I had a 23-year career. I was I was only really doing the job for 11 years, you know. Okay. And uh, man, when you say it like that, like, dude, I didn't do shit. <laughs> like I didn't make an impact, right? You know. But uh, that's not but, true. We'll, we'll get we'll get into impact later on, man. If if I can remember stuff that I want to say, but I like but, uh, but no, man. So, and one of the one of the craziest things that happened was while I was done, I was already done standing search and rescue duty. You know, I was already grounded and not flying anymore. So, uh, uh, and it happened while we were out with a couple other guys, uh, Coast Guard guys, kayaking. And, um, and the, the other rescuer they talk about is actually, he's a, he's a tweet chief, Charlie Bush. And, uh, um, man, that dude, it was crazy. We're just kayaking and this dude just slams this thing into the beach, bounces a couple times, back up in the air and then bump right in the water, dude. And he is just like, just you know, he's got this apparatus on his back. I don't know what the weight of those things are, but it's immediately pulling him under. And he kind of lands right where this, I said rip in my last story, but it really was this rip that was just ballooning that chute with the wind. Yeah. And it was just taking him offshore, right? And so Charlie Bush just paddled his ass over there, got the guy, pulled him up onto the boat as much as he could, you know. But now this dude, I mean, we're just going offshore, right? So, right, right. So I just paddle over there and uh, I'm like, dude, I'm just, I'm going to start getting the chute, right? Start trying to throw some water yeah. on it, pull it up on the boat. And then uh, trying to help the dude on the Charlie's boat, and it, it was—I mean, it was a pretty good team effort of, of getting this guy out of there. Had we not been there, man, there's, that was that was an impactful case, and it wasn't even a case, right? That dude yeah. would have straight died, man. Ain't no way he was coming out of that water. He was going to go down. He was going offshore, and they were going to body recovery later. It, it was so freaky crazy that it happened right in front of us. Wow! And uh, Charlie Bush did a great job of getting over there and getting a man up. Air, open airway on his boat, making sure he was breathing, and then it was just about getting the parachute and, and everything else to the shore so we could get him out of the water. So you got reverted back to like swimmer school, and you're like, yeah. parachute disentanglement, yeah, parachute know. disentanglement. Yeah, I, was, I was thinking, oh man, should I just jump out of my kayak here and yeah, just yeah. do what I know so, how to do? And I'm sweeps? like, nah, man, like I'm in a kayak, bro. <laughs> it's kind of nice in here because it was chilly out, you know. But uh, no, we get to dude to the beach, and he's just, oh, it was just the weirdest thing. He's just like, man. This thing's all damaged. My equipment is just, and I'm like, dude, you just almost died. And you were, he was just, he did, it wasn't a thing. You know, we weren't looking for a thank you, but he was just almost pissed because his his shit was broke, man. He, yeah. He's like, ah, I don't care. I just died. Look at the damage. You know how much this costs? I'm like, oh man, let's get the hell out. Of here. <laughs> so, you know what? Let me ask you this. It's kind of funny because you, you know, I, that's actually hilarious. How did this make it to the Coast Guard? Like, how did? How did, I mean, it made it to an award. You know, they, so they, they, I'll tell you how because yeah, we, we, weren't, awesome. we weren't actually on leave. We were on a, it was a Friday Chiefs call. And uh, okay. And uh, I'm the morale guy, man. I was a uh, shocker. I set up all the Chiefs calls. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but no, yeah. I set up this Chiefs call to go kayaking. And uh, so we were actually alternate work location, right? And oh, we nice. Call it, you know, I like so, it. I like it. Uh, kayaking around Tybee Island, uh, Georgia. And then, uh, and so when we came back, obviously, you know, some guys were talking about, dude, like this guy just crashed his paraglider right in front of us. And then, of course, they start talking about it. Yeah. And, and it's funny you bring that up too, man, because you think about the search and rescue cases you had and, and some of the really crazy ones where you're like, dude, we almost just freaking died. Yeah. And like, we're not out there trying to get awards, right? Uh, but, totally agree. But, but it, it's it's funny what you get recognized for. You know, like some of the shit that you just, oh, dude. Like it may go unnoticed, you know? Yep. And then some of the simple stuff or, or just happenstance stuff, like it becomes a thing and you get you get some award for it. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Well, that's cool, I, man. I, I would call uh, a lot of the award systems a bit of an opinion. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, they're more... Uh, objective versus subjective is that 
Did I get that one right? Or subjective oh, those, versus those always objective? always me, man. <laughs> Brett, you want to jump right. in on that? Yeah, bro? hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Got yeah, it. I agree with all that. The, yeah. uh, the award system. <laughs> yeah. Well, is it objective? I mean, is it objective or subjective, or subjective more than objective? Red B. does not object. It's B. 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 Okay. All B. of the above. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and as you become subjective. a supervisor yeah. later, and and you start to, you are the one who initiates or writes these awards. Like, you know, like man, like it's 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 really just up to whoever yeah. is, is it, not yeah. really, but you know, up to no, whoever's no, no. in charge. I mean, or if it receives any kind of publicity, you're always going to yeah. get some sort of award for it. Yeah, but. yeah, because that that always drives a little bit of it. Yeah, but again, I, I yeah. do. I mean, n none of us would say I I, I won an award at a something. No, it's no, just, no. It's just kind of how it, it, it falls sometimes. So. Well, and, and we actually talk about it here all the time. Is like every one of us are able to do that job, and every yeah. one of us. Is on duty when the alarm goes off and, and we go do the job. And yeah. that's all there is to it. Yeah, so. man. Yeah. So something like that, you can, it kind of seems silly yeah. that you're sitting there reading an award for it. You're like, but it's, <laughs> you know, it's pretty badass, man. And the it's, fact it's, you're recognized for it is, I, I really like that. Yeah, it's, cool. That was, thanks. That thanks, was cool. Clay. The Coast Guard to do it, the command to do it. And dude, nice job, man. Yeah. Kayak at all. You Kayak don't need no helicopter. Kayak oh. Exactly. <laughs> bro, that's awesome. Yeah, man. Well, thanks for uh, sharing all your rescue stories with me, man. Um, that's pretty badass. Yeah, yeah. I'm not done with you yet, though, okay. because uh, I'll tell you, there's a couple things. One, I really want to say a super thank you from me personally, because you designed uh, the back of the shirt for the real rescue. Yeah, man. And had, had fun doing it with dude, you. Dude, it was, it was I, I, I literally, to give you everybody a perspective of it, I, I literally pencil scratched something on a piece of paper and I was like, Joey, this is what I'm thinking. What do you think? And he's like, uh, wh what, what is this? And I'm like, well, it's what I'm thinking. And then tag your eight, just design it. And dude, you did a badass job. And Thanks, bro. I appreciate bro, it. Bro, yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah, so, I'm not a math guy. I'm not, I'm not the, you know, the knowledge may not be there on certain things, but you throw me some, some silly looking stuff and I'm, I'm artsy fartsy, bro. I'll get in dude. there and we'll try to make it look cool for you. Yeah. Yeah. Brett's leaving us. Brett's out. He's leaving. All right. Later, okay. Brett. <laughs> yeah, man. So uh, with that, the stuff you're doing, Stronghold Arts. Stronghold Sign Arts. Stronghold yeah. Sign Arts. Yeah, Sorry. I made the name really confusing that way. I wouldn't get more work than I could handle, but then <laughs> next thing you know, I'm getting more work than I could handle, you know, which I, I'm not complaining about, man. Yeah. The support from everybody, especially in the, the, the military community for, for my work has been insane, man. It really yeah. has. And uh, it's something that... I didn't expect to be here. I didn't expect to be a, an alpha male, tough guy, rescue swimmer guy doing uh, doing painting pretty pictures. You yeah, know? right. <laughs> that wasn't the way I saw the. Uh, well, wait a minute. I'm, I'm going to throw one more thing out there because you've got some stuff, especially on Instagram. But you actually went back to some of the Coast Guard units and you were painting on the Coast Guard helicopters. Yeah, like yeah. your artwork, and it's amazing. And it not only is it just the artwork that you're putting on there, it it was like. James Kane, who one of our swimmer brothers yeah. who died in the line of duty going out to rescue somebody, you that was a way to uh, remember him yeah, we did on that the for his side memorial. of an aircraft. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's something really cool that this has blossomed into is uh, is is the fact that now that I'm retired, you know, I can I have time where I can go to different units and 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 uh, do aircraft on the artwork for them and uh, and that's I mean, that's I, I do that you know, it's kind of my way of giving back. That's a cliched way to say it, but you know, there's no charge for that. I just enjoy going out there and doing it, you know? So yeah. if any of the airframes or any of the units out there are looking for some sort of artwork and, and, and uh, have some ideas, man, just let me know. And if we can work something out, we will for sure. Dude, how, how does anybody get in touch with you? Uh, so my Instagram is stronghold sign arts. 
And my Facebook is the same, Stronghold Sign Arts. Okay. And uh, we'll have a website up and running here within the next week. I've been saying that for a, a year. But, yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, man. <laughs> it's it'll, coming. Uh, yeah, it's coming. It'll, it'll be up and running. But Nice. But no, the fact that uh, that I can do that now is, uh, dude, it's, we talk a little bit, I don't know if we talked about impact and what that word really means to me. And, and, and um, but this is, this now is how I can kind of have my impact because, and I'm jumping around a little bit, but when, when you get like your identity kind of taken away from you, you know what I'm saying? What do like, you mean? Okay, here's what I mean. Like we, we're like, re- wait, we're, what, what was your identity right, at the time? I'm, I'm going to tell you right oh, now, Okay, sorry, man. sorry, I'm, jumped I'm, the gun. I'm the most alpha male. You know, I would bang on my chest. I would beat anybody at anything. I was, I was rescue swimmer hero number one. You know, like I'm, I'm the toughest out there. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's silly, but that, that really was how I thought about everything, dude. Oh, I don't care. You ain't gonna out drink me. You ain't gonna push a sled that's heavier than mine. You ain't gonna out bench press. You know, it was just, you know. Now, granted, you get in a swimming pool, you might out swim me, but I'll fucking drown you still. <laughs> 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 Brick ball, I'll take you to the bottom, but uh, I'm not going to beat you in a 500 or anything. But anyway, man, uh, and so, like, man, I think a lot of us, like, identify our, like, we, that's our identity, man. And we, yeah. we put so much into, into being this rescue professional or, or, or whatever you want to call it. And uh, if that's gone and you don't have that, you got to have something else, man. Otherwise, you're going to, you're something, you ain't going to be right, right? Right, right. So, you know, I was, I felt like on a high when I and, and about the time where, where I had to stop standing duty, and and the backstory is it was it was a off-duty motorcycle accident, and uh, it it put me it put me out for a bit. You know, we were in the hospital for a while, and then and my sister-in-law was actually on the back with me, so she was put out for a bit too, and then oh. spent some time in the wheelchair, and then uh, you know after um, months, man, of of trying to rehabilitate, you know, you, I just realized you kind of get to that point where you're not gonna be able to do the job anymore. And so, bro, I'll tell you, man, like physically it took a toll on me. Yeah. But emotionally and mentally, that's where, that's where it hurt us. Cause we're, dude, we're tough guys, man. Right. Like and we, we can't be stopped. And I was stopped and I'm like, how, now, how do I go forth? Like what, what's the new me going to be? How do I motivate these guys? Cause I was still a chief and I still had to be a leader. Right. 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 And, uh, how am I going to lead a guy if I can't yell at him and tell him to do 20 push-ups if I can't do I'm sorry, 20 pull-ups if I can't do 25 pull-ups you know yeah so it was a struggle for me for a little bit but but the thing that helped and this is rounding back to the beginning of the story is is uh is just trying something new and just forcing my be the best at something into a, a whole new field and that became the artwork man love it and it was like dude I, I gotta get good at this right you know so this is this is this is something I can do and the cool thing about it is as rescue swimmers, like we're making an impact, right? Because we save lives, maybe if, sometimes, right? Uh, we're making an impact because we're making those below us, if we're a leader, better. And in any way, man, it, it, you know, it could be with their work life or home life. Um, but now I'm making an impact because I have the ability to, to like capture someone's career in, in a piece of art that they can reflect on and be like, dude, like, man, that piece really means a lot to me because it just it, it brings back all these feelings of, of how how I was important and how I did all this good stuff and and I was a really good you know whatever you know yeah like, like of them at their at their best you know so it's cool to be able to do that uh, with the, the retirement artwork and shadow boxes and stuff and then just anyone in general that's looking that, 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 that gets the artwork that uses it for 
a reflection of what they what they accomplished. It's it's rad, man. And doing it on the plains too, like you said, and, and being able to memorialize you know, like our swimmers or, yeah. or or anyone that we've lost is uh dude, that's just a bonus, man. I I enjoy doing it. Dude, so. it's it's awesome. The pictures that I've seen, <clears throat> they're amazing. Yeah, man. It's so been, it's been really cool. Brett yeah. was out there with us in Astoria when we did the Astoria plane. You know, and sometimes it's not it's not always to memorialize someone that we lost. Sometimes it's you know just sit there with the crew, you know, yeah. hang out with those guys and uh, and and just hear them talking. The younger guys, yeah, yeah. they're watching <laughs> you paint, you know, and you're just there, dude. There's that camaraderie is back, and you're just hanging out. And then they just all of a sudden something happens. They take pride in that plane, right? That this plane has got some custom artwork on it, dude. This, you know, we're gonna shine this one up and bring it to all the air shows. Yeah. And this, you know, just it just it just takes pride in that plane, and then they take pride That's in cool. their work, and they take pride in all the other planes. So it's it's got a trickle down effect. It's impact, man. It makes an impact, and it's really cool. Bro, so, I freaking love it. Yeah, man. So yeah. speaking of impact, I want to yeah. go one step further. Let's so do it. Brett, Brett, the man, he, uh, he actually talked about this when we had on our episode, and that is. Rescue swimmer desert. Desert, baby. What you've done, what you did. What we've we've done, yeah, man. Well, I'm I'm gonna start yeah. with you, okay? Because right. it was it started with, uh, dude, I'm gonna bring some friends. Did it not? That's exactly how it started. It yeah. started with it. It started with uh, four people. Yeah, it started with, <laughs> hey, I I want something on my wall, right? And yeah. by the way, I'm gonna bring a couple friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Brett, who, wait, Brett, whose idea was it? D shirt was Brett's idea then. Well, D shirt was it was a couple of us painting a mural. Yeah, a couple yeah. of Matt Crow and uh, Joey Grazinia painted a mural, and then Joey's yeah, yeah. like, "I'm gonna invite some people." Okay, so uh, Joey said, Joey, Joey. "I'm gonna invite some Joey, people," yes. and when Joey says, "I'm gonna invite some people," it turns into what two hundred and something. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know that at the time. Yeah, Brett, Brett and I had never been stationed together. Yeah, so he, uh, he didn't know I'm like this big dreamer man where everything's got to be big. You know, my wife hates it sometimes. She's like, "Ah, oh, no, that means about to be the best and the you biggest." Know you know, I, but, I think your wife and my wife should talk. Probably, right? yeah, probably have some stories to share, but. No, Brett's got this idea for us to go to the gym and hang out. We're going to work out, drink some beer, paint the gym. It's going to be awesome, man. And then, you know, I'm starting to think, like, there's a couple other swimmers in this area who might would come and hang out with us, you know. And so I think I'd mentioned something to you about it. And you're like, well, how many are you going to invite? And I'm like, I don't know, all of them, you know. <laughs> Why do we got to limit it, man? And, uh, dude, so what we, the initial thought process, and for those that don't know what DSERT is, it's basically a, a retreat event uh, for Coast Guard rescue swimmers, either active duty uh, retired, separated, um, and their families. And it's it's a weekend event that we put on. We've only done one, but the intent is to do another one. And uh, it's just, it's, it's the, the thought process was, we, we talked about going to a shop to debrief, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. get everybody together, get that shop together yeah. and, and give the guys a chance to debrief or just, just hang with one another again, man, yeah. to get that feeling of, you know, whatever we, we strive for, right? And, uh, and it was a complete success, man. Like oh, it was Brett, awesome. Brett, me, me, Brett, and uh, Matt Crow and Steve Gonzalez and Steve Rich, man. Like as we started talking about it, we kind of like, man, I think this is like we want it. Like we want to get together with the brothers, you know. Yeah. Uh, if we're feeling this, you know, I know the guys. There's got to be others feeling it. And as soon as we started getting the word out, man, it was like, oh yeah, bro, I'll, that sounds yeah. We need to get in on that. And of course, we wanted to make it a thing where it was fairly stress-free for all the guys. They could just come, not have to worry about costs other than travel and, and lodging. So we got to work at trying to get the thing sponsored, man. And this may turn into a little bit of a pitch because Go for we, it. we have, we're, we've got, actually Brett and I are going to talk tonight, um, 2024 plans for uh, for desert. We don't have a location yet, but uh, we've already had a couple swimmers start throwing money in because they're just pumped, pumped to get awesome. it going. So we're, 
we had some amazing sponsors last year. Uh, dude, it'd take me forever to, to list them all. Um, it was a lot. Yeah, I, I wish I had. Maybe maybe if when we post this, we could we could list all the sponsors. But just off the top of my head, LSC, um, um, Spencer Innovations, Brett's Chairman the Chaining Post, uh, our company Stronghold. Real Rescue. I'm podcast. getting to it, bro. I'm getting to the. <laughs> I was yeah. at the bottom though. That's no, cool. no, man. And I, I mean, I've I've missed I've missed a ton, you know. And just walking around HAI, it's been cool because I'm like, oh, dude, they they pitched in for Desert. I want to go and talk to these guys. Yeah. You know, Sweetlick put in. Uh, yeah, man, there's a bunch of companies. Uh, NFW there, there watches. Yeah, you actually, was, you know what? You made a T-shirt with everybody that we did. Donated. We had man, and, and it was wasn't sick. just the companies. You know, once we kind of got the word out of what we were trying to do, all the swim, older swimmers, you know, and younger, they they wanted. They're like, dude, I want to help out. You know, like yeah. like you're taking the the burden off of me going and having to pay a tab when there's a million people together trying to drink a beer. You know, like right. Like let's let's put money towards it and we'll throw it in one pot and we'll get it all set up. And I, I don't say that to say like, and Brett can back me up. It, it wasn't designed to be a, a let's all get 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 drunk and hang out together you know take shots and have have the bar paid for yeah you know it was it was we we put some thought into it man like what what would what would help the guys connect the most when we get there what do we love doing man working out right dude yeah. it's ingrained in us even the old guys man like you know some of the <laughs> old guys Dell like, jumping yeah. on the freaking road dude, dude it was <laughs> awesome <laughs> that, that was one of the most impressive things to see lumpy was out there pulling like these oh, claude dude. morrissey was pulling a sled oh, you know claude it had was, some uh, ridiculous weight on that dude, sled it was it's stupid th- that pt brings us together man oh, we totally battle is. each other you know we it's 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 awesome man so so having that, and that we wanted that to be the main focus of the event, and it really was. You know, it wasn't based on like drinking beer and, and talking shit. It was like working out, having the families get together. We had stuff for the kids. Uh, man, it was just, it was incredible. And the, the feedback that uh, we got was just confirmation, right, Brett? That it was just like, dude, like we weren't the only ones that that thought this this would be a good idea. Oh. I mean, for yeah. for. For weeks afterwards, I was getting emails. Like, I'd wake up, there'd be 10 new emails, and I'd blast them to these guys and be like, holy shit, man. And we're talking, like, emails from the wives, you know, as well, from the families, just saying how, dude, like, my husband needed this. Or, you know, my kids needed this. They needed to get around these other kids and realize that, you know, like, dude, I mean, because, you know, we just connect, right? Right. There's just a connection there. So there's there's a such a strong brotherhood between the Coast Guard Rescue Swimmers. Dude, it's insane, man. It really is. I really, and I can't. I have not. I am not a Navy SEAL. I am not a pararescue man. Yeah. And I, I've been around those guys, and I've seen their brotherhood. For me, it's it's not the same as ours. It's just not. And I've been to. I've been around the world. Yeah, man. Yeah. We have such a unique brotherhood. It's a, it's a special thing, it's man. I can't speak on the others, and I'm sure there's right. they've got different levels of whatever. But it's, dude, it's just. I mean. Uh, yeah, Brett and I had never been stationed together yet. We all, you know, we came together with this idea, yeah. and boom! Next thing you know, like we're doing this huge thing, and it right. was, dude, it was so, dude, it was, it was just amazing, man. There's no was, other word to describe it. It was amazing. And so it, and I, it, had, I had a couple guys actually come up to me. Well, one in particular, I, I'm gonna kind of nameless for a couple of the guys, but the first thing that I heard was like, it was sensory overload. Like it really, really was for all of us because yeah. we had all been stationed together, or know somebody that knows yeah. somebody, or was in research together, or. You know, wherever, on deployment or here or Katrina, where everybody got together, it was like, oh, my God, I haven't seen you in so long. And, oh, my God, I've heard so much about you. And it was that ultimate connection. And then, um, Dan, I wish I could. Anyway, he said, like, and you look around here and, and think about how many lives have been saved and impacted by the 200 of us here. And it's like, holy shit. You yeah. Know, that that is something to think about. It's a big it's, number. Yeah. yeah. The, and um, then we those, all get to talk about. Yeah, man. The guys that, uh, 
the guys that attended and, and you know all of us have done it's just they've done some incredible things man and there's a lot of people living because of their stories you know so yeah but no man desert uh, the plans are to, to do it again and uh and you know you're interested in sponsoring uh, of course i we're, am we're gonna i'm gonna give you all my five twenty dollars any, anyone anyone <laughs> Wait, any of these, these companies listen that we've worked with in the past man that that uh we know are just good companies man we'd, we'd love to have you on board and and uh and we'll start pushing that on the social media and, and if, if you're not following that or uh, if you don't the all the information is on our instagram and that is uh rsd at instagram right no at rsd yeah. Right. You got right. it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. At RSD cert. Okay. Yeah, and that's where we post all the information. And you know, Brett and I, and, and we're, we're talking about taking it even further than what we've got going on, and, and maybe establishing something else. Now, this, there's a Silver Fins Association, which does a lot of great things for a lot of the, a lot of the swimmers out there who are in need, and and uh, maybe collaborating with them or, or trying to come up with some plans on how we can just just rock it, man, make yeah. everything better. But cool. anyway, dude, what, I love it. That's the impact, bro. Having, it's, making the impact on these guys, you know. You've done an amazing job, and and I appreciate it as well because it was it was awesome to Thanks, be a man. part of that. Yeah. And, and actually, I'll throw one more thing out there because my wife, um, you know, I've talked about it on this podcast before where, you know, I didn't talk to my wife about Coast Guard at all for the first five years her and I were together, and then it would trickle in a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. So when we went to desert, she's like, "Holy shit!" I'm like, "Yeah." Yeah, yeah. Yeah, everybody's was, got these stories, man. Yeah, you know? but it was, it, it was that, it, again, it's that connection, it's that brotherhood that she's just looking around like, wow. Yeah, I, yeah, I, it was super yeah. rad. We probably lost a lot of listeners at this point because they're like, why are these yeah, guys yeah. rambling on about this T-shirt crap? Dude. Oh, I'm sorry. Brett, Brett pulled it up. It's, uh, oh, yeah, it is RSD-cert up top, right? Yep. Okay. RSD-cert. Brett, go Brett check confirm, it out. Confirmed by Brett. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Check us out, man. We're going to go bigger and, and right. better. Well, um, I'll tell you what, just before I let you go, it actually, <laughs> so it's funny. Um, I want to ask you, you have all this advice. You have all this career. You made it all this far. Uh, everything you've done since then, um, advice you'd pass on to everybody else out there. Dude, you're in a rough spot if you're taking advice from me, man. <laughs> you hit rock bottom, bro. <laughs> You need to find another life mentor. I love it. Okay, and that, uh, you know what? I'll tell you, you know what? No, no, Screw you. No, I, 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 I'll go, I'll go okay, there, okay, man. Get... I'll go there. No, I will. And, dude, it's, I think, uh, man, you get to this point in your life. I mean, I'm 43, you know, like, we're, we're, we feel like we've done a lot, you know, but, like, I think uh, advice. Here's my advice, man, and this is coming from me, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. With a grain of salt. Uh, you're... Remember what I talked about earlier, we can't identify as just one thing uh, because if that's gone, like we, we may struggle for a bit. I think more important in, in our professions or our career is, uh, is man, like the rest of life, right? And I'm realizing this more as I'm retired now and I get to spend more time with, with my family. You know, it's just like, dude, what's, what's, what's important? And if I'm dying right now and I'm like, oh, shit, am I going to be like, oh, I should have done this on, on the Coast Guard base or whatever? You know, I'm like, no, man, like maybe some more stuff for the kids or something, you know? So I don't know, man. It's uh, it's nothing that you haven't heard before, but okay. but dude, like, don't let what we do define define us. Let us be in like a father and a husband and like a, just a good person in general. That that should be the definition of who we are. But, and I suck at it, man. I do, and that's why, <laughs> <laughs> dude. I'm realizing that I suck at. It. I thought I was good for years, you know. Almost freaking ruined my marriage and 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 a lot of different stuff just because 
you know, I thought I'm good, but, you know, I suck. And once you realize that, you're like, oh, shit, it's time to do work now. So, <laughs> but anyway, man, I, I have the opportunity, and that's what's cool about being retired is I, is I, and I have the time to do it now. So, right so anyway, man. Dude, I love be, it. Be a I good person. It. Don't be a. Be a good person. Yeah, don't be a shitbag. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's good advice. I yeah, like that. Yeah, Don't man. be a shitbag. You wanted advice. God, I love it. You yeah. know what? I'm, I'm going to give you kudos one more time, too, because right. uh, you had that. an opportunity to meet The Rock. Dwayne. Okay? Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yeah. And uh, it was when he was shooting the movie Baywatch. And it, he actually posted this. He's like, Sipper Paratus, Chief Petty Officer Joey, and a few of the boys from the U.S. Coast Guard Helicopter Unit watch me perform Baywatch movie rescues all day long on set. He said we were uh, have a total of exactly 300 men on our rescue unit and the u.s uh and across the u.s and we have 301 oh and now we have 301 and that's because you gave him a shirt i was trying to fluff him up a bit man he's dwayne johnson (laughs) i'm sure his you know he got to boost that guy's self-confidence on occasion he doesn't look like he's very confident (laughs) individual so yeah yeah that's what it is no man he was uh he did dude he ran out there and this is on tybians in uh in in the wintertime and it was water's pretty chilly man they, they were trying to film a couple scenes where he's running out there grabbing somebody and i mean he's probably out there for a couple hours just getting i was like I, if i see him in the gym man maybe i'll give him a shirt and dude i got so much shit as as i should have because we all know that's not the way to get a shirt right and uh so yeah that's totally true but if you're gonna give it to somebody it better be arnold schwarzenegger dwayne or johnson dwayne the rock yeah. johnson yeah exactly dude i love it oh Bro. man Man, I cannot thank you enough for, uh, for yeah, coming yeah. on and telling all the stories yeah, and everything sure. you're doing now. Uh, bro, it's been awesome. So Yeah, man. Well, uh, yeah, I, I appreciate you. Let me come on and talk about uh, DCERT. Again, that's RSDCERT um, on the Instagram. And then if you want to find me on my, my socials, that's Stronghold Sign Arts. Yep. And uh, yeah, man. Perfect. Thanks for having me on, brother. You're welcome. Okay. Now go paint my helmet. I'm, 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 I brought a couple other. I got to do too. <laughs> and with that, ladies and gentlemen, we are out of here. All right. Thank you for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Real Rescue Podcast. Please take a minute to like, subscribe, and hit that share button. I'm pulling chocks and taking off. But before I go, if anyone out there has a rescue story they would be willing to share, I would be humbled and honored to have you on as a guest. Or if you have any questions about rescue or anything else we talk about here, send an email to jason at therealrescue.com. That's jason at T-H-E-R-E-A-L-R-E-S-Q.com. You can also check us out on our web pages, therealrescue.com, our Facebook page, and our Instagram page, at The Real Rescue. Again, a special thank you to all of you standing on the watch today. Always remember... When that SAR alarm goes off, those in distress are praying for a miracle. They are going to get you. Until next time, fly safe and swim hard.